the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 161, recorded Friday, September 19th, 2014, live at the AV Executive Conference 2014. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I'm your host, and we are live at the AV Executive Conference. Uh, with us is Steve Greenblatt, who seems to be following me around the country here recently. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you. Good to see you again. You were with me at CDA last week. Absolutely. So, also with us is, uh, or, or actually are, two of our hosts, Duffy Wilbert from Infocom. How are you, sir? Great. Good to be here. Uh, and also, uh, Mr. Brad Grimes. How are you, brother? Good, Tim. Good to see you. And Brad Grimes is officially from Infocom again. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Great to be here. I would just like to point out the last time I had him on the show, I asked him about that. <laughs> and I did not lie. <laughs> you did not lie. I did not lie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thrilled to be back with Infocom. And, I'm and he's just as relaxed. Yes, he is. <laughs> this has been interesting. Uh, yeah, he's, as he slides down the, 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 the chair. All right, so th- this is the, the second annual AV Executive Conference. Uh, Duffy, yep. we'll start with you, This because this is kind of your baby, right? Yes, sir. This is, uh, in addition to, obviously, the, the committee that, that helps right, uh, right. helps steer it. But this is this is where you know you live, and, and, and you, really, you really are excited about this, uh, ever since last year, even, <laughs> um, the, with, the, with the first annual. So sure. first of all, t- take me through the, the, the concept and, and the thought process. Why have an AV Executive Conference? Well, I, I think, you know... Um, I, I want to go back and say all through the year, um, Infocom does roundtables around the U.S., right? So we bring our members together and we begin to talk about what's going on in the industry. When you gather and you start to begin to hear what some of the issues are and what some of the things that are going on, it's great then to be able to put together a conference like this where we really dive in and start talking about some of the business issues. Um, and. The other thing about uh, the AV Executive Conference, it's not about technology. Yeah. It's truly about the AV business, all right? So when you come here, you're not hearing about what the latest projection is or what the latest monitor is or how this control system is working. We're really diving in and talking about the details of your business and how you're going to be successful. And this year, I think uh, what's really exciting, we started off the day yesterday with a speaker who just basically said, what happens if the AV industry as we know it goes away in five years? What are you going to do for your business? Yeah. Uh, how are you going to do it? And then we spent the rest of the day, frankly, talking about how do you plan your business? How do you plan for the next few years? So for me, uh, having been in the industry for as long as I have, I've been, been in the industry <clears throat> 30 years, um, <laughs> but I'm really very young. Uh, he started when he was five. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but for me, it's great because it's the opportunity to really get some some of our members, uh, some of our non-members, companies in the room and really talk about where are we going and how are we going to get there and, and who's going to be there when we get there. Yeah. Some of the things that you started off the day with, you started off the day yesterday with some very interesting stats. Yes. Right. Uh, and then David Goldsmith, who was the, was the speaker right after you, kind of disseminated them a little bit. Yeah, the, the whole uh, over $100 billion comp- uh, industry. Right, right. Uh, one of the interesting things um, is the fact that it looks like if trends continue, 
that uh, that Asia Pacific is going to surpass the right. U.S. In, well, in the you know, a couple of things, and I, I uh, David and I, uh, David Goldsmith and I had had a conversation. Um, so we said, okay, so in 2016, I think it is, uh, the AV industry is going to be 117 billion, yeah. 116 billion. And what David Goldsmith said is, well, what's the AV industry? Yeah. I mean, and and is that not the question that we're all really talking about all the time now? I mean, Infocom for purposes of our market research has defined the AV industry pretty traditionally as we all think about it. But, you know, what Dave Goldsmith yesterday said was, well, you know, what about Amazon? You know, um, they're selling AV equipment. Uh, what about, and, and down the list, and and in some of the conversations I had after that, everybody was standing around going, yeah, how do we define the AV industry? Because the AV industry is much broader now and continues to broaden out. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought what was interesting as we went through the day is as we think about what is the AV industry, then what is our unique value proposition? As an industry, what do we bring to the table so that we don't become just another Amazon product, right? And so that, that was kind of exciting. On the, on the market research side, then, as you begin to look at the world, uh, we go moving forward, we find that, okay, North America is great, right? We, we've always been the largest... Um, uh, consumer user has uh, been the largest marketplace, uh, but we're saying in a couple of years it's going to be Asia yeah. that's going to surpass North America. So, so now you got okay, what is the industry? Uh, Where's it going? Uh, oh, by the way, the opportunity may not be within the borders of my where I'm at. So now, what do I do? Uh, and how do I structure my business? And that's what really what we've been talking about for the last couple of days. Yeah. Brad, you're you're responsible for a lot of content uh, with Infocom. Uh, from your perspective, and, and maybe even from Infocom's perspective, wh what would you say? I mean, what is the industry? Well, and and I don't want to be trite, but uh, it's it's a it's changing, and everybody here realizes that everything's changing, and it's changing a lot faster than it ever has, and that they anticipated. So, a lot of what we what what the group went through yesterday was their business model, and um, the ultimate. The people who really understand their business models change it constantly. They change it very quickly. You know, I've been talking to uh, maybe folks since I've been back, and they're talking about how timelines are shrinking and how um, they have to come out with pro uh, project proposals much faster. And um, they're starting to look towards things that, you know, the IT industry has done, ag agile development. We've talked about this. This is something that um, is basically lots of small decisions along the way. Things are broken up into pieces, and and that's to accommodate change. That's you know you have to work in smaller bites. Your business model has to constantly evolve and change. Uh, your value proposition constantly has to evolve and change, and that's that's a brand new way of thinking. And it's not a brand new way of thinking just for the AV industry. I mean, industries everywhere are being turned on their heads because everything moves so quickly that. Um, you know, you, you need to, you know, I don't want to say change or die, but you know, that's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, and we have to do it constantly. So, you know, the people I talk to are grasping that and they're seeing that. And, you know, it was a great workshop yesterday. And, and the bottom line was, you know, get yourself a business model and then change it, you yeah. know, all the time. And constantly. That's, yeah, it's a new thought. Steve, you and I sat together uh, for all day yesterday. Uh, 
take us through uh, Dr. Yves is, is, is who we're all talking about. The, the and it's called the the business model uh, canvas. Sure. And it literally is. You know, we we, we had fun drawing and and, and uh, we drew on some things we weren't supposed to apparently. But, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that was probably my fault. Uh, but but take me through. I mean, you you and I do similar things. You you sure. with control concepts, me with Innovat. Um, to Brad's point, how are you going to take what we've learned, you know, this is, we're doing this on Friday morning. And so we still have a half day left, Mm -hmm. but what we've learned so far and take that back to New Jersey. I I think it was a, it was a great exercise, first of all. And, and I think a lot of what we talked about was what, what is it that you provide? What's, what's your value? And then what are the two different sides of the equation? What, what, what is, how do you produce it? And what does it mean to your customers and, and how, how does it actually happen and, and what are the costs to you? Yeah. And, and those two things have to balance. And, and it was just really great being able to connect the dots, see how do you get your product out, who are the important and key components of it. There, there's a supply chain very, mm-hmm. very uh, possibly. And, uh, and, and, and then as you are able to focus down on it, you could probably see where are the weaknesses and, and what do you take away and say, this is a gray area, I still have to figure that out. You know, and 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 I think that there are a lot of light bulbs were going off, especially as we looked at some of the examples that he showed yesterday, because he, he gave us different um, uh, case studies, mm-hmm. and and we had to c- use some stickers and and put them on, and, and luckily those stickers were restickable, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. we found ourselves, uh, you know, at first uh, looking at it one way, and then looking at it another way as he went through and and uh, explained it to us, and and I I think to me. It, Doing is how you learn best, and uh, fortunately, we can relate to some of the examples he gave. Um, you know, whether it was Apple, whether it was uh, Nespresso, and um, I, I enjoyed that. And I think that that's something how I, I you know, when, when I apply it to my business, I can take a look and think about what was this model that we discussed, and and how how do I draw from that in, in, in order to to apply to what I do. Yeah. I think I think one of the things about the business model canvas, though, is that it it actually gives you a visualization of what you're thinking, right? Sure. We all sit around and we talk about our business and we think about where we need to go, and and what the business model canvas does is it oh this is what it'll look like or this is what I'm doing. So it, it helps you really visualize what you're thinking, sure. right, and where you want to go. And I think also when we took we looked at two different revenue streams and how do they one uh, right. lie on top of the other, and, yeah. and that was very cool too. Yeah, it was. Uh, Duffy, uh, you've um, gotten hooked up with, with David Knorr, right? <laughs> um, David Knorr was one of the main keynotes last right. year. And, and, right. he, and um, he, I shouldn't say he hasn't been on stage at all because he has been a little bit. Right. But he's kind of let these other folks kind of kind of shine, but he's still kind of been behind the scenes helping you push this. That's right. How I, did that happen? Well, actually, um, uh, last year when we did uh, our first conference, uh, we sat down with our conference committee, came up with an idea. And, uh, you know, one of the challenges when you're developing a conference is to go out and find the speakers, right? Um, find the right content. And so we were in a conversation, frankly, with David, because uh, we had said, okay, uh, you, you kind of know our industry a little bit. You've been doing some work for us. Um, and then we got into a conversation with him, and he was starting to line off all the speakers he knew. And, 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 and we said, okay if you know our industry and you know our subject, maybe what we ought to do is just work together and you can help us pull these things together. Uh, so you know the speakers probably better than we do and some of the content uh, things better than we do. So that's frankly how the relationship got started. So this year we said, okay, David, great that you've been on stage. Um, 
but we really just want you to be the host. We want you to help tie things together. Uh, you've got the experience. You know who our members are. You know our industry. Uh, but but David actually helped us find uh, Dr. Pinor. He helped us find a couple of our other speakers. So he's kind of moved into a host and consulting role with us as we begin to put some of these subjects together. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's worked really well. Yeah, thank you, um, Brad. Real quickly, um, why should somebody uh, come to this? Um, I mean, I, I again, thank you guys for for hosting us and, and letting us come. Uh, I've gotten a lot out of this. Uh, these are C-level executives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but why should you know a C-level executive or an executive in general uh, spend? You know, it, it's an investment. It's a investment of money and it's an investment of time. Uh, you're basically taking three days out of out of your September. Well, uh, first of all, I should say, as we all know, I'm not one of them, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm the fly on the wall. Um, from from talking to them, and what I understand is, uh, you know, sometimes. We're, we're so focused on the business model or the business process or what we're doing day to day. And we make excuses for not stepping aside and really thinking about these things. And, you know, going back to, you know, what I was talking about, how everything's changing, it's, it's hard to see it changing when you're right in the middle of it. So if you don't step back and think, okay, I, I know what my value proposition is, or I think I know what my value proposition is. Um, but if I don't recognize that it can change on a dime, um, then I'm not going to be in a position to alter course or to introduce new services or bring in new skills or anything like that. And the folks I talk to say, you, you just can't always see that when you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. And the number two thing that they do hear a lot is they, they, they talk. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they, they do the, the show and they do this, uh, you know, uh, individually and in Infocom in, in meetings and things like that. But at this level, the uh, the caliber of AV professionals in here, uh, to be able to sit around and, and, and they're sharing openly. You know, we, we've talked about it. We're like, why are these folks sharing all these, you know, what, what might be considered competitive secrets with one another? Well, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. Yep. And as the industry learns from one another, uh, it can adapt to the changes and things like that. So it's it's always fun to see to see a lot of these folks and uh, to hear them talking about the things that are making their businesses successful and not hiding it. Yeah. One of the neat things is we did a, a, a homework session last yeah. night <laughs> and uh, we're in, in Phoenix and, and there's, so there are these little cabana, cabanas around the pool and you, you guys separated uh, manufacturers and, and integrators mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, the cabana I, I landed in had a number of integrators, but that also had a subcontractor, right? And, right? and he subcontracts labor and I subcontract uh, programming. And it was interesting to see, it. he's much larger than, than we are, and it was interesting to see his processes, because his, sure. his company was the one we, we sure. chose to kind of delve into with, with the canvas. It was interesting to see, you know, some of his pain points and, and, and his strategic partnerships. And, and, and I learned a lot just like listening to him. You, you know, it's, uh, I've always said, our, our, our industry is a passionate industry. Um, and, and most everybody I know is pretty heavily vested in it. In, in, and yesterday, Homework Express is, is funny. Uh, we sat in a room all day, um, and uh, uh, Dr. Pinor, it was like a fire hose, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I got to the end of the day, and I got up on stage uh, to close out the day, and I'm looking at the faces in the room, and I'm thinking, we've blown you all away. It was just a tremendous amount of stuff. And I'm standing up there thinking nobody's going to show up at Homework Express because we gave everybody an hour off and said, hey, come back to Homework Express and do more work. Um, and so when we're standing out there and we're, we're waiting for, and then people just start showing up. 
And then the other piece that was really cool, I mean, it sounds strange, but it got dark mm -hmm. and we had no lights and people kept working. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was, it was like everybody was in, vested, passionate. We're going we're gonna to make this work. And uh, it was just really exciting to be part of it. Yeah, we had a couple of flashlight apps going. There you so go. Absolutely. That was, that, was, that was neat. So. I think there's a lot more collaboration going on. And right. I, th I think that, that that's where that, the value came in. And, sure. and I think everybody was learning from each other's business and also looking to see who, do I, who can I partner with because people are doing business outside of their region. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the, the different types of right. businesses that I mean, we had a, a manufacturer's rep, we had a distributor, and th he was basically saying, what can we do better for you, for our audience? Well, and you guys had Chris Miller from PSNI in your group too, didn't you? Didn't you? I, I didn't know. Okay, that was the, it must have been the next yeah. cabana then. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but you know, one of, the, one of the things I heard from a couple of people last night is, okay, I sat there all day. I wasn't sure at the end of the day whether I really understood what I was supposed to do. But then I went to Homework Express and sat around with other people that were doing it, and we got it yeah. because it, it kind of like brought it home. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I mean, I was just uh, really excited. Everybody just stayed right in there and kept pushing, even though it was a, it was a long day yesterday. It was. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, I'll let you guys get okay. to your actual job. Duffy Wilbert Great. from Infocom, thank you, sir. You're welcome. And Brad Grimes, thank you, sir. Thanks, Tim. Uh, all right, we're going to bring in uh, two people who also sat in with us all day yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Corey Schaefer from, uh, from Listen Technologies, and my buddy John Green from Advanced AV. How are you, sir? Got us glad it's buddy, huh? Yeah. My buddy, too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a buddy. <laughs> Don't don't let my wife. I just follow her around. So, <laughs> so she she gets jealous very easily, and mm -hmm. you know, so does your Never mind. Uh, uh, how are you? Wonderful. Good. 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 Um, let's talk a bit for, about about this event, and then we'll we'll get into some of the the industry stuff for, uh, for a second. Sure. Um, John, we'll start with you from the integration side. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you take uh, what we've learned so far? Um, from the, the canvas and everything and, and go back to, to Pennsylvania and, and apply that. The, the unfortunate tendency is, is to go to these seminars and by the time you get off the plane, take on the task that you left when you came to the conference. Uh, it's, it's just basically trying to dedicate yourself to, if you spent the time, to start to apply it. And, and, and the other part of it is, is that you probably can't apply everything we learned as you just talked about that was a fire hose yesterday yeah and you know we we all have businesses to run we have employees we need to work with on a regular basis but you need to take that time and i think that's you have to decide a dedication you're going to take something out of it and you're going to work with it so. all right corey from the manufacturing side um one of the things that they talked about yesterday was the necessity to constantly change your business plan mm -hmm. that's not something easy to do when in manufacturing is it it isn't, but I'll tell you one, I'm going to switch it a little bit because okay. it was a fire hose yesterday. And one of the things that I am committed to bringing back is the value prop exercise, right? So, so not only do we look at our business models and, and, and look at the vision of that, but, but then look at the value prop, because I feel like in this industry, we all say the same stuff you know, great service, we provide a great experience. And, and one of the things that I've had in my company is we'll come up with what we think is our value prop. And then I shoot holes in it. Like, well, can't X competitor say the same thing? Mm -hmm. What makes us different? And then everybody goes, well, yeah, okay, so what do you think it is? And then I'm like, uh, you know, it's a challenge. So I think this was such a great exercise to visually try to lay it out 
and then to go back and go, what what's going to make my company different from my competitor? What really is a true value prop? And I think this industry, we've been talking about it for years. We've struggled with it. And this seemed to just simplify it. It was great. Yeah. One of the things that, that uh, Dr. Yves kind of pushed us all on is the hypothesis, right? Mm-hmm. And Corey mentioned, mentioned this, Steve. What, how do you take the hypothesis, which is, this is what I think my customer wants. This is the value proposition I think that, that we bring. How do you test that then? Oh, I, I, one of the things that the, the ideas that I had yesterday and one of the things that, that came, I think, of the discussion was is that you know it's good to be able to check in and, and survey, but until you can get somebody to bring out their, their checkbook, yeah. that, that, that's the only time that you really for sure know that what you're providing is a value to your customer. And I, I think that was a, a, one of the light bulbs that went off. And, uh, and, but, but I think it's important to, to always challenge what you're doing and, and always try, try to see if you can make it better and, or you know, um, work with somebody else who is not a competitor but, and can help you to, to, to really suss through all of the, these details and, and, and push you on it. Yeah. I think that's, that's the only way that you're going to really make it so that you're going to have something that's going to work. So in the Homework Express exercise last night when it got dark, it was great because I had the privilege of putting something out there because nobody else you know, was willing to put anything out there. And I just thought, what a great opportunity for me to just lay something out. So I, I defined something and it completely went a different direction because of the group there. And I was so happy about that. And then they kept asking me, well, will it do this? Does it do? You know, I said... It doesn't currently, but it doesn't mean it couldn't, right? Because it was just ideas and things that I had never thought of. And I think the outcome, I mean, I rolled that thing up and then this morning I folded it, you know, (laughs) I put it in my luggage, you know, and I just thought this is such a, and we use those post-its, so hopefully they're not slipping from their squares, you know, so. (laughs) The magic post-its. Yeah. Those were not, yeah, they were post-its, but they didn't have, never mind, they they were, they didn't stick, they were static, I think is is what they were. Who you, I mentioned this with Duffy and and Brad, they separated us at the Homework Express. So you were with the manufacturers? So it was with manufacturers and some distributors. Okay. All right. And it was great because we weren't all like in the core market, you know, like we had big Cisco there, right? And then we had, uh, you know, a couple smaller, you know, it was just such, it was just good input. So you had to sit around with Paul Depperschmidt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Paul's a good guy. (laughs) Sometimes I talk to him and my brain does hurt afterwards. So, um, John, let's, let's kind of shift this a little bit and talk a little bit more about the industry and and, Mm -hmm. and some, some recent news. Um, where do you think we are? Uh, we've had two really successful, really big shows, right? Infocom 2014 broke records. Cedia, uh, had, had growth as well, uh, last week. Does that, is that an indicator or? Uh, it is, um, but I, I, I just think the economy's coming back. I mean, that's okay. the way we, we get, I get hit on a regular basis of, you know, new opportunities coming out of the ground. If I'm too busy and, 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 I, and I reach my max resources, I come to conferences like this to find subcontractors like Steve. To, yeah. <laughs> to, when I'm looking for that type I'm of I'm going to hold you to that. And, 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 and you will. And when he gets busy, you can call me. <laughs> no, hopefully call me. I'm the manufacturer. Yeah, and that, it's, attendance at a show isn't necessarily the indicator of success. I mean, because in some cases, they're going to the show to look for jobs. Sometimes they're looking for information. Sometimes they're looking for partnerships. I think in the past two shows, there's been a lot of conversation about uh, looking for products, looking for solutions, and looking for partnerships. That's how I would indicate that it's doing well. So even even at this show, 
you know, one of the difficulties that we're running into is, is that uh, from an engineering standpoint, we take a certain approach. And what we're being challenged by our clients right now is uh, look for a different solution or look for, you know, it's a pricing issue where I have to find a, a substitute product or I have to find a less expensive service to, to meet it just as good quality. So that type of stuff has been pressing for us. Or just look at it differently. Or just, and again, and yeah. that's, that's, and that's why we come, that's why I come to these. I, yeah. I find myself leaning up against the wall and going, well, look, it's all straight and flat and everything's good. And you step back and you realize it's chaos. Yeah. And you come to this and you have conversations with many of, of your peers and they, and, and they give you feedback and they give you feedback about yourself. That's what's even best. Yeah, so, it, cool. it almost seems like that business model can can be done for the industry as a whole, or the or or each of the the different the, the different roles within the industry. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good idea. Actually, we should have because we have to reinvent ourselves absolutely. because right. we're yeah. we're being challenged as an industry. Right. We are, and I actually feel like these uh, the past four years or so have actually been really good for us because it's been difficult. Yep. We have to get creative. Okay. Uh, the business has been out there and it is out there. Yep, it's sure. just, you know, it, you have to approach it differently. Yep. And and so I think that I would agree with John that it's not about the attendance. And I always, one thing I bring back to my company is, and they can, I start to say it and they finish my sentence because the fortune's in the follow-up. It isn't about, hey, how is the show? And I watch what the replies are, like, how is the show? How do we judge that, right? Well, I judge it based on ROI, how many people we took, how much money we spent, how many projects we get out of it. Because that, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you saw your friends, had a wonderful dinner, and, and your booth looked great. What matters is, you know, how much business did you book? Yeah. And it really isn't the number of leads either, you know? So it's, it's not just about trying to get people to your booth to win a, you know, Harley Davidson or whatever. It's about getting the right leads in your booth. And what I loved this year, and I, it may have been there before, but one of the things I noticed was you, you had your typical, a lot of end users, which was great, and you had your typical higher eds and mm -hmm. corporate, but I saw companies that I now view as customers that I didn't see before, like fitness centers. Right. At oh, Infocom, okay. Lifetime Fitness was a lead from Infocom. Holy cow. Yeah, weird. And then, but you know, makes sense because you walk in, well, I've heard if you go into a fitness center that uh, there's lots of AV in there, right? So it, it kind of makes sense of, uh, with that. And then also DirecTV, mm -hmm. you know, so you think about just kind of a different clientele, yep. which was so refreshing. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Corey, uh, from a, a business standpoint, where do you think we are? So I, I um, you know, I hear these growth numbers of, you know, roughly 2% and that's tough to get excited about. And uh, I can tell you that uh, our goals are, um, are much higher than that. And I feel like we're, I feel like we're back, but I'm reluctant to even say it because um, I, I think we need to reflect on the last four years and what we went through and change our behavior because I'm concerned that we're going to get complacent again because I, I feel like we do I feel like we you know think the the phone line only goes one direction yeah. you know we're just not working hard enough is there a danger of uh, getting out of the, the the past four years and the recession that we went through and when things start getting good again getting lazy and not taking those lessons that we learned okay I think we were I think some were still lazy even in the difficult times and you know right. sometimes you just can't change behavior yeah. you know but so it's human nature yeah I mean if you've been running a race for four years, you want to stop and take a break. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, is not to make that long. Uh, it's, it's, it's business is good. I could, you know, I got the, 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 the story I like to tell out of this one is 
uh, one of our competitors is at, the, is at the conference here, and I had to walk up to him and congratulate him for taking a piece of business from me. It was a very large project, that type of a you know, situation. So it's I get a chance to talk to him and say congratulations. It was one of our customers. It was a project we were we were working with. They did a good job, and I can look back on myself and say, what did I do wrong, yeah. and that type of thing. Uh, but again, that's happening on a, a more regular basis. People are continuing to be hungry, and and you can see the competitors digging their heels in, and starting to and, and it's. That brings the excitement back to the business. Right, and I've, I've been in this business a long time. I right. think we all have, and I've never seen what we just went through. I mean, we've all we've right. seen recessions, you know, we've seen dips, but I have never seen right. what we just went through. So I don't really know what the recovery is, and I'm kind of afraid right. to say that it's okay to take a breather. Right, that's a good point. All right, Steve, uh, from the you know the the, the I almost said the programmer side, but really from from the the subcontractors, right? That this is what you and I do. From from your side, where do you think we are? Well, I, we're, we sit as subcontractors in an interesting position because we're we're the ones that be able to, that can provide the flex. Yeah. So when things start to ramp up, hopefully we'll be called on some more. Uh, you know, I think that the we hear a lot about the opportunities that are that are coming and and uh, we we see a lot of projects that are out in a distance and we're just waiting for some of them to to unfold and some of them are on construction schedules and so forth and we just have to keep our eyes open and, and also not fall into the trap of going after the business that we may not want down the road so define that you know, because so, I, I i think i know what you mean yeah but yeah. define that yeah. it, it, you know you you it's easy to say i could work for a day if i don't have something to do and do something that may not be a best fit for us or we may be able to do we, we may have to do at a discounted rate but you don't want to get stuck in a project or or, or a situation where you are committed to so to to a, a less than ideal opportunity and pass up other opportunities, you know, and, and not all business is good business, yeah, right? That, that's something that, that I, I steer clear of. And it's very hard for, for people on my team to understand that because, you know, they, they want to be busy. They, they want to make money as well and, yeah. and they want us to succeed, but you really have to kind of navigate and make sure that you're, um, you're keeping your eye on, on your, what your target is, because that's what you do best. And that, that's how you're, you're going to succeed. And, and, uh, you know, be, be the most profitable, but also serve the customer best. Yeah. I, I, as a system integrator, I could tell you some of the difficulties we've been having. And, and I, we're trying to take a different approach. And I think that subcontractors, to a large degree, line themselves up and they'll say, I'm capable of doing this. And this is my talent set. And then we go, okay, for this project, you work. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that this industry has been set up. I have a project, I need a little flex. I have a project, I don't have manpower, whatever it might be. The approach of actually being become a part, and I hate to use that term partner because mm -hmm. it's been bannered about oh, too yeah. much and yeah. overutilized, but as part of a team for a longer period of time to work through some situations, is that something that 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 your company would be looking yeah, at? I mean, absolutely. Is, is that okay? That that that's our, our ideal. The the problem is is that those relationships seem to ebb and flow. Right. And and in the situation that we're in, when uh, if if we we used to be targeting more towards the integrators and, and we're kind of shifting more toward the end users sure. is the, uh, the the problem is is that the integrators will bring the resources in house right at what, uh, that we do and then all of a sudden we'll be left out in the cold so we have to make sure that we're, we're you know, taking that play that's going to have more longevity although we still would value anybody who wants to make us part of their team and right. and and look and we to also we also we often put you in the back end of the of the deliverable which yeah. is that's a dynamic that has to change. I think that we're finding in conversations with customers when we're part of their team, 
we need to bring the people to the table that are bringing all the solutions that are very early on instead of giving you a list of things to do mm -hmm. because that's where the misinterpretation occurs because we, even in the systems integration business, the dynamic of the design starts at the beginning and changes 100 times before the end. Yep. So it's, sure. it's, it, the, there's some of the things that we're looking at. We're trying to, to, to take a different perspective on. You know, we prefer to be looked at as a specialist rather than just sure. a, you know, labor to, to solve a, an immediate need. Right. <laughs> this is, right. is really where it comes down yeah. to. Okay. All right. Uh, as we wrap this up, um, Corey, we'll start with you. And um, what's going on in the industry? When what, what's happening? What, um, anything new? Obviously, CDO was last week. But you know, um, anything newsworthy or you know, just kind of what's, what's coming down the pipeline? Gosh. Um, you know, Infocom is, is, is wrapping up this today and, and they're getting ready for their, their, their regional show in, in San Jose next, uh, early next year. But as the, as the year winds down, you know, um, there's not really a whole lot, um, really a whole lot in the, you know, news wise in the, in the industry. So I'm really not in the CDA categories. So I can't speak to that. However, I, and I'm hoping the year doesn't wind down, uh, <laughs> in, in full disclosure. So, um, what I see is. In my business, um, probably half of my business is uh, specification, so so the, okay. the bid work, right? So that the consultant community is very very busy again, and I think that's such a great predictor because they're 12, 24, 36 months out, and uh, I actually because we're in Phoenix, I stopped in to see one that is uh, highly in the you know in the government sector, and I and that's been a market that. Uh, has you know was strong went weak etc so I just had I got in front of three of them and asked you know what what's happening and so they give me some great visibility and some forecasting of stuff that's about to pop in you know Q1 Q2 you know and it's so you know it's it was just great so I feel for my business half of it at least is I can I can look in that crystal ball and see that it, it's good and full so then I've got to work on that other 50% or 60, you know, I, I, I'd like to go more than 100%. <laughs> you know, so, um, you, you, know, you know, theoretically, that's not really possible, right? Anything's possible. <laughs> I keep telling my wife that as I take on two and three projects a week. So. I, I, the, John? There's no newsworthy, but I, it, it, again, going back to how, we, how, how things are in the industry, we've been invited just this month and rolling from September through October by clients that, that say, we just found a pile of money. <laughs> like, Wow. What is their number? <laughs> <laughs> and where did they find it? Or, 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 they, find or, it, they, yeah. or they freely admit it that they're going to spend some money. Yeah. yeah. But before we hand it to you, tell us about the future. I mean, it's, and it's a challenge because as this industry is it recognized, everybody uses Google. Even we did on our spaghetti challenges. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't help us at all. No. But they're looking for tomorrow's technology today. They're looking for you know what they need, really need to consider before they're gonna make an investment. That puts them in about a 12 month period, but they're ready to go. And, and they're looking at what your capabilities are, who you partner with, you know, what technologies you, you really like to promote. So it's, it's a challenge for us. We, we literally are setting a day aside to do, you know, have people come in, different salespeople, different project managers and say, hey, think about this, this is what we run into, consider that. They're fun projects. You know, they're, they're not going to result to, hi, you're a vendor tomorrow type of a situation, or here's a project, but this is at a very top level down. So I'm going to just share a, a short story, and that we had this discussion at my table last night at dinner, but uh, we had a, a university, he was telling me he's a nonprofit, they keep tuition really low, uh, put out an RFP 
it gets awarded, uh, gets awarded, and the solution that's in it isn't mine. And I really feel like I thought I had it all along. It's very significant. So, and this was a, a lead from Infocom. So we're really working it. We're thinking we're really close to the end user, the dealer, have this relationship. And at the end of the day, there's like a $13,000 difference. And the, the, the dealer's trying to grind us. And, uh, you know, I, anyone who knows me knows that I don't go there. Um, then his client, the, the client which was the lead from the show, started grinding and, and giving me his story. And at the end of the day, I said, okay, we've got this particular solution, and but we just can't meet that difference of 13 grand. And we're also phasing in a new technology. It's a gener you know, generation three. So we're carrying both. And then this client said, what is the difference between gen two and gen three? But I said, for you, you don't need Gen 3. You don't need the advantages of Gen 3. At the end of the day, he went Gen 3 and paid a lot more. <laughs> right. Shocking. Wow. Right. I, shocking. I think we're afraid to have conversations with our customers about mm -hmm. that yeah. every day. That, that was one thing that was brought up yesterday, too, about, about you know, don't focus on the cost, but right. focus on the value. Right. Yeah. And, and too many people are having that conversation about... That's absolutely about, a very strong takeaway for me from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what is the cost and, right. and what's the price sensitivity? You can tell my, follow, my, my follow-ups are on my tweets, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a hard, it's, it's, we have to change our habits because the right. last few years have been so difficult mm -hmm. and have been so price-driven mm -hmm. that this situation, honestly, I was shocked. I am still shocked. Because it hasn't been that way. Right. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, you'll have the last one on this one. Where you know, anything interesting, anything new coming down for you? Um, I, th I think the, the for software seems to be a focus, in, yeah. you know, in the control, and, and that was in, in Duffy's presentation in the beginning. And I think that that's a great thing, you know, obviously for people in our our position. But I think what we have to do is think outside the box. You know, what what can we do to with systems that we haven't been doing before? I had a consultant who came and uh, spoke with me recently and said, you know, if you really look at what we're providing, uh, you know, 75% uh, of the control system is just transport controls and basic stuff, the same stuff we've been doing for how many years. Yeah. And, you know, so what can we do to make these things smarter, more automated, um, be, being able to provide more for the customer and, and also make the experience better. So I think that that's really what we have to focus on, you know, trying to, to tie in different components maybe that we weren't thinking of before, whether it's building controls, whether it's, you know, interfacing with databases, uh, you know, d d um, other, other pieces of software. So, you know, the control system has a lot more power than it used to have. And I think that, th that those are, you know, and, and, and the control manufacturers are giving us that capability. We yeah. have to leverage it. And, you know, then it's hard because that on a day-to-day -day basis, you're so busy really getting work done. Do you have the time to do the R&D, especially for smaller businesses? Yeah. And, and sometimes you don't because you are so busy. So, all right, guys, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, John Green uh, from Advanced AV. Thank you very AV. much. How can uh, people find out more about you or Advanced AV? It's advancedav.com. Or follow his tweets. And, and follow, follow my tweets. Follow at John Green. That's uh, John Green 6. John Green you know, 6. I, 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 I asked him my phone number. I don't know what it is. I don't call my phone. <laughs> that's a green with an E on the end. Yes. It's six spelled out. And then six right? spelled out, yeah. Six spelled out. Yeah. And the origination of that is I have four children, I'm married, it's, that's the green six. Wait, and you have the two dogs, too. Oh, well, I did all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all eight is a longer number. Uh, Steve Greenblatt, Control Concepts. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here, and uh, you know, good to see you a couple weeks in a row and Absolutely. spend some time. Uh, you can reach us at controlconcepts.net. I'm on Twitter at Steve Greenblatt, and uh, you know, like to stay in touch. I think this, you know, social media is a great way to continue this conversation as well. And and 
and this is the first time I met both you yeah. in person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, we've, been, we've been living a life of social for the past six months. It's, it's amazing. Been, it's been really, it's been enjoyable. Yeah, it's been very, All right, uh, and last but not least, uh, Corey Schaefer from, Advan- uh, from Advanced Faith, good boy, <laughs> from Listen Technologies. Who's going to do it? And Corey Schaefer on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. I'm very, I'm very social. And then uh, listentechtech.com. Very good. All right. Uh, don't follow me. Go by the website if you would, please. Avianation.tv. Avianation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, bloggers and videos and all sorts of things. We've got a, uh, we're starting a, a newsletter, so there's a place there for you to sign up there if you would, please. Avianation.tv. Avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. That is all the time we have for AV Week. Thank you.